He's a big man, but he actually does stuff that you'll never see. Next on Table Talk. Hey, welcome back. This is Kyle Gatlin, and I am the pastor at one of the pastors at Covenant Methodist Church, and I'm here with longtime member James Barnes. Church came around in 1979. You weren't a part of the original group, but pretty soon after that, right? Right. How? What year? Well, eight, 89. Yeah. 89. You, you waited to make sure that it was a very established before you decided make to make sure it. Make sure it made it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so you you uh, got the tail end of Mike Watson as the pastor. So you've uh, so you've seen you've actually seen all all senior pastors. You've That's been around right. for all senior pastors. That's correct. So uh, that was uh, Mike Watson to Joe Bullington to Al Harbor to Hayes McKay and now me. So so in all these years, James, we're gonna we're gonna start way back at the beginning. Uh, and and in when you came to our church, you you've gone on record to say you just had uh, you met friends and kept friends. That's and, correct. And, and actually you're these are folks that you're still doing stuff with, right? Absolutely. People that you met in '89, you're still hanging around doing stuff with. We 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 go out to eat every week. Uh, we go to the beach. We go on trips together. It's just a wonderful group of people. All right. So that that's that's what you got into the church with with those people. You stayed connected to the church. You kept coming to the church. Um, some some things have uh, have transpired in in your life that uh, allowed you to actually come on staff at our church and that transition to coming on staff technically happened was it three years ago is it been about thereabouts three, been about three years ago because um, you had been retired um, before you got your you actually retired before you got your cancer diagnosis? No, not fully. No. no, you were not fully retired. No, I was working. Yeah, you were working. Tried to work full time, I believe. Yes, right? I was. You were working full time. Um, got cancer, had to start cutting back, cutting back, where finally you could not, um, because of weakness and treatments and stuff, you couldn't keep working. Uh, and we're, we're not going to rehash the story, because actually, if you go back to June of 2022 on our YouTube channel, you told your story. In our church. That's correct. In June of 22, if I remember right. So if you go back in our archives on our YouTube channel, you can hear James's story uh, of the cancer, of dying, coming back to life, and everything. But but your position at our church, uh, the, that when you came on board, it is it's still a part-time position right now. But it's, when I say part-time, I, it doesn't mean that, you're basically doing stuff almost seven days a week, it seems like. But uh, because tell tell people exactly what what are you doing right now? Well, I am the senior congregational caregiver. Uh, I came on to this after David retired, and uh, I basically called the older fa- older people in our church from sixty five up. I call them every day. I got it broken down to age groups. And uh, that's basically what I do. Uh, I've enjoyed doing it because it's got to get me to know a lot of different people in different areas. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. We, my, one of my purposes is to make them 
laugh, and I do that. So I also took on Stephen Ministry, which is a one-on-one caregiving for people that's having problems, and we have Stephen Ministers for caregivers, I mean, and care receivers, and they they do a wonderful job, and I enjoy that too. And uh, we, we we added that about a year ago. I that's think, right. right. That's right. That's right. Responsibility. You t- you agree that's to take right. that on. And then I greet on Sunday mornings, and I don't miss Wednesday night supper either. You you don't miss a lot of meals, do you? <laughs> no, sir. I, I, that's something that I look forward to. <laughs> so let's so let me go back because uh, what what are you what you do what you're doing? Dave, David Reed started this ministry. Uh, we we asked him to come on board a number of years ago, um, and basically uh, we understand that our congregation's aging, right? And and we got a con- congregation, you know. Probably technically, I'm gonna I'm gonna say around 2,400. I think the official record is probably 2,850, 2,900, something like that. But that's not realistic, right? Where there's a lot of a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of people have left, and we just don't know where they are. Anyway, so I'm gonna say about 2,400, um, and that's a healthy number of that group is in that 65 plus uh, t- uh, age group, and. We are simply, uh, when you get the size, there's simply not enough staff to, to, to adequately know everybody in our congregation. Right? That's right. So I think the rule of thumb is uh, one person probably can know really well about 200 people when you get beyond that. You know, it, so, so that's, that's, that's a lot of people, right? So it's, it's close. It's, it, it's a little over. It's almost five hundred people yeah. that I deal with, yeah. and uh, I don't know all of them. I I talk to all of them, and I try to meet all of them. But it's it's quite a quite a job to do that. And and you're you're regularly calling these folks, but you also uh, that depending on how you feel, you're actually making some visits in hospitals and nursing homes and assisted living facilities. You are you are doing some of that. I just um, I just shared my story with two assisted living places. Yep. Yeah. So. so so that that is part of not the major part, but it is a part that that you have agreed that at times when needed that you will help us help us see some of those folks because we have you know a couple of longtime members that are in those facilities. Uh, Pat Wall comes to mind. Yes. Is uh, integral integral part of the church for many many years. Uh, that that you stay in regular contact with, but but I want to go back to really. I don't want to go way back, but I do want to go back to your uh, active years in the business world, because when I met met you, and I think one of the times I first emailed you, um, Boxman, <laughs> Boxman was your handle or your email address. So explain to people what Boxman was all about. Uh, I was in the corrugated box business, the uh, cardboard business, boxes. I sold boxes all over South Georgia, North Florida, South Alabama, little part of Georgia and everything. And, it, you know, I traveled an awful lot, and I met a lot of people all over this area. And uh, 
I think that had a lot to do with the way I am today because if you're not nice selling boxes, you're not going to do very well. <laughs> so I sort of picked that up, and uh, we lived in America's Georgia, uh, and I went to work for this box company, and they had this opening come over in Dothan. Well, we, I accepted it, and we moved over here. Now, my wife and my son weren't real happy when we came, but I'll tell you right now, we couldn't blast them out of here now. So it's been a good move. And uh, we looked for a church with a good youth program because our son was eight at the time. Right. And we had a good church in America, but they didn't have much of a youth program. We wanted him to get something out of that. So. We looked at a lot of different churches here, and we ended up right here at Covenant. We we came and visited. We went and visited some others, and we came back. And that's one of the best things I ever did because Covenant's been good for him. It's taught him the basics, and uh, I can see that he's spreading a little more to his children. So that's the the box business was a very interesting business and uh you met all kinds of people and that's that helped me uh, uh tremendously uh i have one story down in quincy florida with some furniture companies and there was this black lady that folded the boxes up and got them ready for these desks and they were double wall boxes, and they were very hard to fold. Well, the manager told me, don't ever talk to that woman. That's the meanest woman in Quincy, Florida. And he left, and I was standing there watching her, and I walked up to her, and I said, are you having a hard time folding those? But she says, who are you? And I said, I make these boxes. I said, are you having a hard time folding them? Yes, it hurts my hands. I said, okay, let me work on it. So I put some perf marks in the folds, and it just made them fold real easy. So I went back down there, and the, the manager was giving me a hard time because I'd missed an order or something, and we didn't get a delivery right. And she walked over, and she said, is he giving you a hard time? I said, no, ma'am. We're just talking. And she went back over there, and he said, what have you done? <laughs> she's never nice to anybody <laughs> so so it all just it takes a little perforation that, that's all, that's all it took <laughs> that's all it took but that just sort of taught me how to treat people yeah and and when you know as as i thought about it and know knowing that history because um you don't how many how long did you, how long did you do that how many years almost 18 yeah you you don't last long in a <laughs> and that's in a sales no. place if people don't like you that's right right that's right, right. and that and and you because that's about relationships that that whole deal is about relationships right i would have people ask me when are you going to ask for an order because i just go in and talk to them about their family yeah and yeah. i would tell them well if you're ready to give me one i'll take it yeah and that's the way we built relationships and and that and that's really what well, I mean, really what we're asking you to do now. That's right. You're just, you're just building relationships. Um, and and s sometimes it may take 
Well, we're still there's a couple people you and I talk about regularly. We're still waiting <laughs> for that for for that that relationship to actually uh pay a little bit of dividends. Yeah. But but there there's been some conversations you've had recently that you shared with me that we can't share because of providential Providential, is that a word? <laughs> That's close. Confidential private conversations that we we can't share with anyone else. But but um, because because you've had an established relationship for two or three years with some people, you've been able to actually talk some people off a ledge, <laughs> uh, metaphorically, right? Because they were ready to make some rash decisions and leave the church and all this other stuff. That's right. But you'd already established that relationship, and they trusted you yeah. when you told them, hey, hey, this is the way it is. You're, what you're reading and what you're hearing about is, is not really accurate, but here's here's the truth. That's right. So, That's right. But because you'd already made three or four or five phone calls ahead of time just, That's to, right. just to say, hey, yeah. I'm here. I'm listening. What's going on? You know, how can I pray for you? All that stuff. Is, That's is, right. Is That's right. You know, one more thing is, and and I kid a lot. I, I do. Uh, people say I don't ever know what the truth is, but but to be honest with you, I do know the truth. And when you tell somebody something serious about the truth, and you you speak the truth, you don't have to worry about what you said. It just takes care of it. And a lot of people know that I'm. I'm going to tell them the truth when it's when it's serious, and and I want to go back again um, to early 2000s. Um, I want to say 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. Um, Hayes McKay had heard about Stephen Ministry, and so he approached Sammy Prim and uh, Marty Barnes about leading uh, Stephen Ministry courses. I think Sammy and Marty went to training in Orlando, uh, those early 2000s, and then came back and offered a course. And I believe you were the original. I was. Right? We offered, I think, a Wednesday night and a Sunday night because there were so many people. Right. Had two different courses going on at the same time to to train people. That's right. And you went through that first training, correct? Yes. I think my wife actually went through that first training as well. Um, and we actually, I think Tommy Peacock went through that first training. Is Tommy Steve, still a Stephen minister? Right. right, that's right. So, so when you go back to that original training, and it sort of come full circle where you went through the training, you were Stephen minister for a number of years, uh, took a break, but then I asked you to come back uh, and and lead it. What do you remember about those that are those early days of Stephen ministry? What uh, because it is again right up your alley about with your personality and everything. Right. What do you what do you remember about those early days of that training that stood out? Well, uh the biggest thing is uh to try to help people. Now, we use God to lead us and to show us what to do. There's been times that I've talked to a care receiver that I didn't really know what to say, but the good Lord put those words in my mouth. And I know that. And, you know, people, everybody, everybody has something in their life that's hurt them. And what I try to tell people is God is with you every day. He never leaves you. And I tell my care receivers that. I have one right now. And and uh, 
he's he's struggling and but he's doing much better and all we do is talk and we talk about things that we can do about you know there's some things you can't do anything about but we try to love them and show them that life is good even though we have some bad spots in it uh my sickness has helped me with a lot of this uh being patient and uh listening listening is a key key factor that you've got to you've got to listen with your heart and your mind and you just have to care for people that's all it is and that's what Stephen ministry does now it was new to us back then and uh i had a my first care receiver uh well just let me show you how god works and i'll say this much about it sammy called me in and said james i've got a young man he needs to talk i think you'd be perfect for us it is his family his mother just died of pancreatic cancer and his sister took what le- what was left and he's just really down about it and i said sammy i'll take it and he said why that's so quick i said because my mother died of pancreatic cancer and my brother took everything that was there so you see god used my bad situation to help me help someone else and uh, that's and and over these years since we started this, and again twenty plus years of Stephen ministry, um, the common theme that we see over and over again is females are more likely to ask for a Stephen minister than males. That's right. But but you had one, one of your first relationships is a relationship you still have to this day. Yes. That, yes. That person. Uh, and probably if we ask him permission, he would probably let us share that, but we didn't ask him before this recording, That's right. right? That's right. Um, but, but, but we, we have stayed in, you and I both have stayed in contact with this dude for, for many years. You, you a little bit more in depth than I have, but, um, but that, that, that was, that was one of the few that we saw. And it, it happens every now and then where you develop a relationship, it becomes more than just a relationship. It becomes a friendship that that still exists for a number of people. Uh, well, I will say this much about this. I, I thought so much of this guy. He was he worked he was in the army, and he went to Iraq. And I gave him my Stephen minister's pen, and I told him, "Take this with you." And when he came back, he became a Stephen minister, and he gave me his pen. <laughs> So that's a P-I-N, not a P-E-N. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's right. We need to clarify. It wasn't a writing utensil. It was, <laughs> it was a little thing you put on that indicated you were a Stephen minister. But he's yeah. uh, he's just a wonderful man, and we're still friends today. And you got him to come back to church, actually. I've got him <laughs> back in church now. So we're real excited about that. And, uh, he's, you know, I just encourage people to reach out to people and to love people. I mean, 
you know, you may not want to take time to do it, but let me tell you, if you take time, to, if you take your eyes off yourself and put them on somebody else, your life will get better. And that's a good word to end on. We thank you all. Thank you, James, for what you're doing for our church, uh, for the number of people that you have influence over, for those that you keep reminding, whether they step foot on this campus or not. No, and probably over half the people that you talk to do not step foot on our campus. Uh, but you're reminding them regularly, a number of times a year, hey, we love you, and God, God loves you, and we have not forgotten you. And uh, and I think just hearing that word uh, can make a great deal of people can mean a great deal to a number of people. If any of you are interested in Stephen ministry, just reach out to James James at covenantdothan.org, info at covenantdothan.org. Either one of those you remember email wise, or just call the church office seven nine three four 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 zero and ask for James, and they'll go to your voice his voicemail if he's not in. Uh, if you're just interested in Stephen ministry, perhaps you would like a Stephen minister. Perhaps you would like to be a trained Stephen minister, such as uh, James Barnes is. Uh, we are generating uh, a mental list right now of folks that may be interested and hopefully maybe offer a course in January. It is. Uh, it calls for, I think at least there's 15 sessions. I think it was 15 sessions. I think, that's I right. think was what we've got it. We've got it. We've combined a few sessions down to I think about 15 weeks of training. So it's not for the faint of heart, right? Uh, but it it actually is really good training, if nothing else, to be a listener. And in today's world, with so many people trying to get their voices out, trying to be heard, um, is anybody really listening? Sometimes that may be exactly what is needed thank you again for joining us next uh next week on table talk we will have oh i'll have no idea but we'll see you next week anyway have a great week thank you